Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve. It's great to be with you. And on today's show, we have Brandon Walloff, board-certified holistic health coach and natural products expert. He's been doing incredible things in the juicing community. We're going to talk about the Raw Juice Alliance, how you can find out more about that, and a whole lot more on this episode of Juice Guru Radio. So sit back, relax, have some juice, have a glass of tea, have some water. We'll be with you with Brandon right after this. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at JuiceCoachTraining.com. Juice Guru Radio. Hello and welcome back to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. It's great to be with you. And like I said, on this show, we've got Brandon Wallop, board certified holistic health coach and natural products expert. He's been leading uh, clients to personal health programs and worked for a uh, pretty big juicing company back in 2014, and it led him to starting his own project. So I want to I let him tell the story, uh, his journey, how he got here. We'll get all into that on this episode of Juice Crew Radio. Let's welcome to the show right now, Brandon Walloff. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is really exciting. I came across your website and you're doing such incredible things for the juicing community, which includes educating, and we want to educate our audience. So let's t- take us back. How did you get into this and, and um, discovering a passion for juice? Um, well, just to someone who uh, has been in the, in the field of health and wellness for the last you know, 10 to 12 years, um, I went through my own dietary changes and um, started exploring um, different ways of eating and different ways of living and being healthy. Um, different from you know h- how I grew up in as a you know kind of like in the standard American diet that a lot of us grow up inside of, um, and felt like cleansing and um, and juicing was a big part of um, the um, kind of regenerating and uh, reformatting our our bodies and our um, and really our whole beings for. Um, a new a new life you know a diet is such a powerful tool to support you in um in exploring new ways of living uh, and at the time in my mid to early 20s i was doing that and i was traveling a lot and kind of just in this big exploration phase as well as you know practicing yoga and meditation so um uh, using diet and also doing different cleansing programs was something that was supporting my transition to uh, living differently in the world. So you've been working in the organic food industry, and last year you were working for one of the cold-pressed juice companies in San Francisco. Take us back to that experience and what you learned on that journey. Um, yeah, I've been working with different natural food companies for um, uh, since 2004, and um, last year, about a year and a half ago, I was hired by a company in San Francisco to be their health coach and to be their community outreach manager. Uh, they were a new company. They just opened up their second store in San Francisco. And um, uh, I was really excited. I was really excited to take that on and, you know, to, to, to do health coaching for a company and also to you know, use my skills that I've been building for the last 10 years or so, uh, uh, networking and connecting different companies to our brand 
and creating programs um, inside the world of juicing and cleansing and um, yeah, it was a really it was a really exciting thing for me and um, and then on my first day of work, I kind of had a little bit of a rude awakening when <laughs> I found out that uh, most of the employees, actually all of the employees at the um, at the store, were uh, in essence lying to the customers about the juice, you know, about the product and um, how how fresh it was. You know, they were telling the customers that the juice was made last night, um, as you know, most customers I think would want to have from a ten dollar juice. They would want to know the juice was just made. If it's not being made on site, they would want that juice to be as fresh as possible. So. Um, company was telling the customers that that's when the juice was being made. And in reality, it was definitely not made the night before. It was made weeks before, probably. And uh, that, became, that became part of my uphill battle with the company. Um, yeah, it was, um, it's, you know, in essence, this was the very, very beginnings of planting the seed of, of what, I'm, what I'm up to now. Well, that came from... The management, I mean, that came from the higher up to let customers know this misinformation or what? Yeah, uh, there were there were a couple founders. There are three founders at the company. And um, because the company was doing high-pressure processing, which extends the shelf life of the juice, but is still considered a raw juice, uh, doesn't, not, it's, a, it's um, a cold preservation method, so it doesn't use heat. So the nutrients apparently are all still intact. Um, they felt that it was proprietary information and something that the customers didn't have to know. And um, um, com- from my perspective, being a health coach, completely unethical and um, and really unfair to the customer too. You're you know, not doing a good job at uh, educating um, your customers on your product, which when you're in the world of health, I think how to you know build trust and to and to grow a loyal following is to be a leader and an educator in in this field and you know they um, I guess they thought that if they told their customers the truth and why they were doing what they were doing um, that they wouldn't necessarily buy the product um, and for me you know being they hired me to be their community outreach manager that, and they wanted me to be the face of the company. That was in direct violation of who I am and what I stood for. Pasteurized juices on the shelves, high pressure juices, cold pressed juices, fresh juices right from the juicer. What's the difference and more coming up right after this on Juice Guru Radio. Hi, this is Jay Cordish, the father of juicing. Juicing helped me get rid of cancer in my early 20s, and here I am in my 90s feeling fantastic. I want to invite you to join me in our School of Juicing. This online program features award-winning videos, audio books, and CDs to inspire and educate you on how juicing can change your life, too. Check out our site at schoolofjuicing.com. Start living healthy and increase your energy today. Visit schoolofjuicing.com to find out more. That's school of juicing.com juice guru radio well welcome back to juice guru radio i'm your host steve prusak we're here with brendan walloff he's a board certified holistic health coach started the raw juice alliance we're going to find out all about this organization plus we're going to find out we're going to take it back what is wrong with the juices in the stores today are the pasteurized juices okay what about 
cold-pressed with the high-pressure process. What is that? Is it the same as cold-pressed? Or what about a juice right from the juicer? We're going to find out right now with Brandon Walla. Brandon, welcome back to the show. So I just want to take a few steps back here because there's the, the pasteurized juices that you'll find in any supermarket. And then in the health food stores a few years ago, these high-pressure juices cropped up. They say cold-pressed often on the front of the bottle where you think it might be, a, a you know, like a Norwalk Walker fresh cold-pressed juice that might last a few days. Um, but that's not the case, is it? Can you explain the difference between these processing systems and then we'll go deeper into all this? Sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, up until the last few years, if you went into a, a natural food store or any kind of supermarket, really, or the gas station, bodega, corner store, what have you, and you bought a juice, um, most likely it was pasteurized or flash pasteurized, which uses heat to kill the bacteria. Um, so the product can be, um, you know, can be sold on the shelf and is relatively safe for the consumer in um, a pretty large window of time before that, that, that juice spoils. Um, but, you know, when you use heat, obviously, that we know now, um, you're killing a lot of the nutrients. So in, in essence, you're just getting like sugar water. You know, you're not getting a lot of, maybe you get a couple vitamins, but you're, you're losing a lot of the valuable nutrients that come from, from the plants. Um, so uh, a couple of years ago, you know, high pressure process is a new way that companies can um, keep those nutrients intact and keep the product on the shelf um, stable. Um, up to a month, even a month and a half, uh, and um, still deliver a, a high load of nutrients. Um, however, there's there is a lot of like hearsay around how many nutrients are available inside of these juices um, enzymatically. How, ma- how many enzymes are, are 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 you know survive that process? Uh, and high pressure processing essentially is a cold water chamber that the juice goes into after it's been bottled in plastic and it gets put under thousands of pounds of pressure. Uh, different, different amounts of pressure for different times will, will yield different results in, in terms of how long the juice can sit stable for on the shelf. But since it's done in a cold, a cold processing way, um, the, the nutrients aren't killed. Most of the nutrients aren't killed. Uh, so you have, in essence, a better way for companies to sell juice um, in a more integral pro- uh, process uh, where the nutrients are still available mostly um, and that can sit on uh, on the shelf for a longer period of time versus like if you were just to cold press a juice or juice in your kitchen, you know, from, from, your, com- from your household juicer, um, you know, those juices will only last a day or two. So... Um, yeah, it's just it's just a it's just a little bit more of a of a, of a uh, better technology around keeping a shelf stable, uh, excuse me, keeping a juice stable on the shelf, and um, yeah, and there is a lot of confusion around you know what what that all means, cold pressed and um, high pressure processed and pasteurized and um, et cetera. So it's definitely a, a, a lot for the consumer to understand, and a lot of times the consumer doesn't really fully get. Uh, the differences on those processing methods, and um, you know, when when they see a, a juice on the shelf in a, in a Whole Foods, let's say for seven to ten dollars, uh, 
they're under the impression that that juice is really fresh, that it's raw and it's cold pressed, which technically it is, but they don't know the supply chain. They don't know how, um, what happens on the back end and, you know, that those juices have been pressurized and what that means. Well, because cold pressed, we think of a Norwalk juicer or something that's fresh pressed. And then, so when they say cold pressed and high pressure, are they pressing it through a presser like a Norwalk type of juicer and then submerging it in water, as you say? Yeah. Yeah. In essence, it kind of, in a way, for me, when I was working with um, Project Juice, which is the company that I was working for in San Francisco last year, it doesn't make sense because if you're going to cold, if you're going to cold press a juice, which is you're extracting the plant, um, you're extracting the juice from the plant in the best way possible to preserve the most nutrients in the extraction process. Why would you then go ahead and high pressure process the juice after it's been bottled to extend the shelf life even further? It's kind of, in a, it's a little counterintuitive um, and it's a little subversive in a way too in how these juices are being marketed to the, to the consumer. Um, because you're telling the consumer that the juices have been um, extracted in a way that is the most delicate, integral way to preserve all of the nutrients um, and to keep and retain the nutrients in, um, in the cold pressing process, and, you know, in the process of extracting the juice. Um, but then without letting them know that you're extending the shelf life by high pressure processing it, um, doesn't make sense. And, um, yeah, it's a mouthful. It's a lot, it's a lot for people who, who are new to juicing. And for most of the consumers that are entering the juice market as customers, um, and drinking a green juice for the first time, it's a lot of education. It's a lot of kind of like, you know, new, new languaging to understand. And I think a lot of the juice companies of high pressure process, uh, on the back end, uh, they know this and they, don't really have to label it or educate their customers about it. That's why, well, I'll tell you a personal story of why your site raised, you know, the idea that I wanted to reach out to you. But the other thing, um, the, the misinformation, that's why we want to get this information out to the audience about the healthiest way to juice and things that we're not being told. And I'll tell a little story because we've got a local juice bar here, a press juicery. They, I think they're based in San Francisco. I'm here in L.A. And, I mean, first we called there and asked if they were organic. And the first thing we were told was that, yes, we're organic, but we're not certified organic. We use organic produce. The only thing that's not is maybe the citrus sometimes. And I, I don't know that that's true or not. But we kind of you know, thought, well, okay, maybe. They're saying they're organic. I don't know why they, they would say they are if they're not. But then – there's nowhere is it listed in in the juice bar that they're organic or anything like that. So then, uh, there the first thing we noticed was their their juices aren't dated, so you have no idea how old the juice actually is. They and and like your story, they told us the juices were made the night before. There have been three separate occasions that I got their green juice and it was spoiled. I drank it and it tasted like fermented skunk, and. Uh, you know, their 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 reasoning was that the juice is being trucked or shipped from San Francisco and the process in the truck, maybe sometimes they go bad. And so, you know, they replace the juice right away. And 
just it was just all really suspicious. And just for three juices within a couple of months to be spoiled, raised concern to me. And then I came across your website and we talked a little about it. And so this juice that I was drinking that that was spoiled, first of all, it, it doesn't sound to me like it was made the night before. What do you think? It wasn't. Not made the night before. Press three does not. They don't. And they're based in Fresno, actually. They used to be based in L.A. They moved to Fresno so they can service San Francisco, northern and southern California, in the Bay Area, mostly in Los Angeles. Um, and they are a high-pressure processed juice company. And the thing is, there's nothing, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with high-pressure processed juice. I just have a problem with the way the high-pressure processed juice companies operate because they're not, they're doing exactly what happened you know, the, the, the kind of experience that you had is the kind of experience that I had. It's the experience I'm sure a lot of customers have that they don't want to, they don't want to be upfront about. Um, the juices, they, they're not made the night before um, because uh, knowing that they high-pressure process their juice, um, they couldn't be made the night before. Uh, I mean, if, if Press Juicery has their own high-pressure processed machines, which cost hundreds, I think, Tends to tend to in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, then maybe it's possible that they were made a couple days before. But um, from my experience of them, and then my experience of working with the company that I work for, I, I personally knew that the juices were um, they were made in the facility. They were shipped to another city where they were pressurized, high pressure processed, and then they were shipped back to the facility and then distributed to the stores. So, um, yeah, you know, there are ways to find out about, there are ways to discover, if you're a consumer listening to the show, there are ways that you can, you know, you can ask straight up to the, to your, to your local juicery if they've been high pressure processed. And there are also ways of telling, just looking at the juice, if it was high pressure processed, one of them, one of them being that it's bottled in plastic. If you, if your local juice company is, you know, bottling in glass, then you know for sure that is a fresh juice. Um, and so this is my, this is my personal battle is that, you know, I personally don't care how many nutrients are in a high pressure processed juice versus a fresh cold pressed juice. What I do care about is the product is fresh and I want customers to know the difference between a truly fresh cold pressed juice and an old cold pressed juice and high pressure processed is an unfresh old juice that they extend the shelf life and they can essentially suspend the oxidation process or the, the process of when the juice breaks down um, weeks at a time. So, um, you know, it's a way that it's a way to scale your business and it's a way to make more money. And um, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm very opinionated on this subject. I'm sure there are a lot of really, I, I've met owners who do high pressure process and they're good people, but I've also no companies to high pressure process their their products and their juices that don't want to tell the customer the truth. And when you're dealing with a ten dollar juice and you're dealing with people's health and they come to do a cleanse or they come they're 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 using your product to fuel change in their life and the company is not being upfront about that, that is that's just a problem. That's not it's not okay. It's not fair. In our Juice Crew Certification Program, Module 1, Dr. James Sheridan does state that 
high pressure juices are are processed. They are not fresh juices. They have less enzymes. Um, and although studies haven't been made to compare, it was his opinion that th- that they are of much much lesser quality than even just cold pressed that might last up to three days. Um, much less quality. So when we looked at a website like PressJuicery.com right now, and I'm in the About section, they state in, in item two that they're California's leading cold press juice chain, and they also mention that um, they're the benefit that they ship cold press juices to your door and this and that. Nowhere on their website and nowhere in their juice part do they mention their high pressure. And someone like me wants to know that. Is that required? Why aren't they mentioning it? And also, shouldn't they be dating their bottles of juices? I'm not trying to attack press juicery. I'm just talking about my experience, and I want to get this information out there so we're all informed as consumers. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go into a Whole Foods market and you see other high-pressure processed, cold-pressed juice companies like Suja or Blueprint or Forager Project, which are the leading brands in California, um, and maybe even you know, nationwide at this point, um, there are dates on those juice bottles that are weeks in advance. So I went into Whole Foods today and I got a, you know, um, a, a forager project and I saw that, you know, today is August 25th. You know, it, it wouldn't be out of the realm or out of the, out of the, the scope of, of, of understanding or the realm of understanding that I would look at that juice and I would see September 17th on there, you know, like say three weeks out or three and a half weeks out. Um, pressed juicery and other high-pressure processed juice companies that cold-press their juice, such a mouthful to say. Man, confusing even to me sometimes. And I'm like, I feel like I'm pretty versed inside of this field. Um, you know, they don't distribute. They don't, um, uh, they have their own stores. They have, they're a brick-and-mortar company. You go into their own stores you know, like a Starbucks, they go into your own, their own juice store. And I guess they reserve the right. And I don't know if this is like a retail chain thing where, you know, if you were, if you were working with a wholesaler and distributing to, you know, you know, big box stores like, you know, Costco or even going to specialty chains like Whole Foods, um, if they require a date for the customer. But when you are your own kind of, you operate in a more of a private way, um, and you have, you know, your your company is doing business in their own way. You're not going into like the standard, you know, you know, retail chain of distribution. You know, I don't know if it's like required that they they date their their juices. And know when I worked for Project Juice, um, they didn't. They had a code. Uh, the, the, that was a code that we knew when those juices were were turning. And the reason why they don't date is is the obvious reason. You know. You are is trying to establish yourself as the leading cold press juicer in the state, uh, which is really because they have the most stores. They have like 27 stores, uh, and you're you know you're leading that. Um, you know you're 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 saying that you are the leader. Uh, how can you be the leader if you tell your customers that the juice the juices are weeks old? I mean, they they do it because they know that. If the customer came in and knew that this juice was not made the night before, um, then it doesn't it doesn't hold a candle to the leading juicer or the leading you know retailer or juicer whatever they say they are in the state of California. Um, so they know that, and there you know at this point, you know a lot of companies have made a lot of money by 
um, not being clear and upfront, especially in the world of health, when there's so much confusion and there's so much like, you know, the, the industry is booming and growing so fast, you know, their consumers can't keep up to the, can't keep up to, um, you know, the latest technology or, you know, um, studies or education or what's, what's real. Yeah, the average consumer is not going to have any idea. So let's talk about the Raw Juice Alliance, your project, the website, uh, www.therawjuicealliance.com. That's www.therawjuicealliance.com. We're going to have a link to that under our show notes at juicegrewradio.com. But tell us a little about this project, why you started it, and what your uh, goals are. Well, I started it because... Right, like I told you and the listeners a little bit about, you know, my experience working um, at um, Project Juice, and I personally felt different than the company did, where I thought that, you know, we should be educating the customers on what we do. So I was doing that personally in the store. People were still buying the, the product, by the way. Like I was backing the company and backing our our method. Um, but after I left. Um, last September, about a year ago, uh, almost, um, I found out that the company was still not being upfront, and friends went, were going into the store, and I would ask them, uh, please go ahead and just ask them when the juice was made, and they would, the same same song was being sung. Yeah, but, you know, they were saying the juice was made the night before. So I started personally, like taking responsibility for this. I felt like I want people to know about this because after working with the company for eight months and interfacing with customer after customer, doing the same education every day, 95% of the people who are coming into the store had no idea about what even cold-pressed was, let alone high-pressure process. So um, for me, it was I felt that there were juice companies out there that were really um, working inside of a good model, uh, presenting fresh juice, and there were companies that were high pre- or cold-pressing their juice that were doing some of the things that we've been talking about already. Um, not letting their customers know uh, when the juice was made. And I really saw clearly that there were two different cold-pressed juices that existed in the marketplace. One was fresh, one was a lot less fresh, uh, but to the customer, they all looked the same. So I started making uh, images just on my own personal Instagram, uh, which is at Soul Clarity, S-O-U-L Clarity. Um, and then juice companies started, they, they saw my stuff and they, they wanted to use my images. So I started sharing my images with them and then one of the companies was just kind of commented on one of the one of the images that I made and said you should you, they said something like you're you're leading this charge or you should be the leader of all of you know all of us us being the fresh cold pressed juice companies that don't high pressure process that really value a, a, um, a truly raw and a truly fresh juice um, so I started doing that and um, I came up with a couple video campaign ideas but. Before I could, you know, get the funding for that and get all the juice companies together, I just decided to um, create a ground campaign um, and share um, in-store marketing and online marketing um, with the fresh, cold-pressed juice companies that wanted to work with me on a unified campaign, um, kind of like a movement, a grassroots mission or a grassroots movement to educate every every possible juice consumer out there that would be willing to listen uh, and every juice company out there that would want to work with me that the mark of a truly fresh juice is within a three-day window. Um, So I started the three and under campaign and I created the Raw Juice Alliance 
as a way to band together fresh cold pressed juice companies um, to um, to see if we could if we could all together cause change in in the juice market um, with the customers that we all respectively work with. So slowly, um, slowly and surely, every every everybody that buys a cold pressed juice from California to Wyoming to Indiana to Florida to England to New Zealand to Vancouver all these different companies that I've been working with um, will now know the difference between a fresh juice and an unfresh juice in the cold press marketplace, which is fresh versus high pressure process. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been cool. It's been really good. Um, so the three and under campaign means, you know, hashtag three and under. Um, I, I've sent the, I sent stores, um, uh, in-store marketing where there's a logo and there's a, like a like a little poster stand where it kind of has some bullet points about what this campaign is about um, and educates them straight up that the mark of a fresh juice is within three days and then hopefully they start to ask more questions and say well the, the mark of a truly fresh juice is three days like how can you have a juice that's fresh beyond three days like what are there juices out there that are good for more than three days, for five days, for 10 days? How can you have a juice that's being sold in the cold press marketplace that was made 21 days ago, 30 days ago, 45 days ago? And so this then is, it becomes a conversation piece around educating um, uh, the consumer market on high pressure processed and on the differences between a cold press juice that's fresh and a cold press juice that's high pressure processed. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that ju- the three juices I had that were spoiled. Uh, who knows? Maybe they were six months old. For all I know, it's. I mean, yeah. Not, I mean, uh, high pressure processed juice can still spoil. The fact that you got one that was spoiled to me indicates that it was made a long time ago. Wow. Well, um, and you know, I, I, I again, I don't have a problem. I, I think that you know, if you're a high pressure. I have a really good friend who does high-pressure processing, and his name is Daniel Sullivan. He has a company, Temple Turmeric, which used to be called Turmeric Alive. I used to work with him in New York City in 2010. He's a great guy, and he's up front. There's a label on his bottle that says, we HPP, or we use HPP, which is short for high-pressure processing. And to me, I, I, I like his product. I think, he's, I think he's doing good because he's letting his customers know what they do. Harmless Harvest is another company, the coconut water company. Like the large, probably at this point, like the most popular, maybe the biggest coconut water company in the market that's a raw coconut water um, that they also say on their website and on their bottle, we use pressure to preserve this product. But for some reason, the the juice companies out there um, that are using high pressure processing, for for some reason or another, they're not educating their customers and letting them know that. And their juice isn't fresh. Um, and I think it's probably because there are a lot of other juice companies that are doing fresh juice without the use of high-pressure processing. So it's a, it's a way that they, you know, want to compete in the marketplace. Um, but I feel like I'm just getting off on a little bit of a tangent. I don't have a problem with high-pressure process. I have a problem if you high-pressure process and don't tell your customers. And I think from a, I don't even care about the nutrients because people will come to me and say, well, what about the nutrients? Are they really the same? If you have a green juice that's been high pressure processed, are they the same as the company says as a green juice that's fresh? 
you know, they're probably different, uh, respectively, uh, from different for different juices and different you know, on a different scale. But if you can tell the customer, and you can get the customer wrapped around the idea that you know, the juice isn't fresh, three weeks old. Do you really want to cleanse with a juice? that's been made three to four weeks ago. I mean, it's just common sense. I don't care about the nutrients. I care about the process and I care about um, how, um, you know, the quality and how upfront customers or companies are to their customer base. Yeah, I will say I like that Project Juice uses organic, uh, USDA organic and non-GMO. Some of these other companies aren't, um, they're just kind of, they're not saying whether they are or not. So you don't, really know. So I think the more information we have as consumers, the better. So when you've done your research on the juice bars throughout the United States, throughout the world, what do you think the percentage might be that are using the high pressure process versus the three and under fresh juices? Like where, how does it come out? Do you, do you have that information? I, uh, I don't have that information. No, I, I think, um, I think a lot of companies start by doing fresh juice. You know, fresh juice meaning they're not they're they're juicing and they're bottling and they're selling. That's the chain. Juice into the bottle, seal the bottle, put it on the shelf. Um, and I think a lot of companies are being swayed and being presented with investment and money to grow their business. And easy ways to grow their business are um, by high pressure processing. Right? You can you can scale your business. You can ship nationwide. You can your juices can you know live on the shelf. You know, and you can open multiple locations and really dial in your process. So I think a lot of companies, you know, mostly want to start out doing fresh, and some are swayed to, um, to do HCP for various reasons. But I actually think that a lot of companies, and from what I've seen and I found a lot on Instagram, are um, are doing it in a fresh way. And there are a lot of local companies that are in direct competition to um, the the big, you know, high pressure process companies like Suja or Blueprint because, you know, there's a Whole Foods in every town, you know, in every major city, let's say, across the, across the country, just by, you know, starting with America or the United States. Um, and so you have these little, you know, juicers that are opening up that are offering um, a better product. Uh, it's a better product because it's a fresh product. Um, and I think that has a lot of appeal to um, – to entrepreneurs and to people who are wanting, you know, to, um, to start a new business. And, you know, cause the, the juice boom is happening. So I think, you know, I don't know the percentage, but I, I would think that it's easier to start up a juice company um, that is not doing high-pressure processed. But it's not easy to have it succeed because now it is becoming a little saturated. Um, and there is a high cost of overhead. And, um, you know, if you're in a mid-sized town or a small town, you know, and you're opening a store, there's, there's rent and there's overhead and, you know, you have to make sure people are coming in to buy juice. And, you know, $10 juices are not what a lot of the majority of Americans can afford. So it's, we're in an interesting place with it. Well, I think it's really, inform this information is so important to get out there to consumers because we, we want to be able to have fresh juice. We want that opportunity. We, we want to support juice bars that are providing fresh juice. There's so many reasons for this. So I, I, is the goal to um, educate and get this out to as many people as possible? And I do know we've got juice bar owners that listen to our show, so we'd recommend they contact you to, to find out how to get involved in the Raw Juice Alliance. 
at therawjuicealliance.com. Uh, what are your plans for the future to spread the word? We know we're going to include this in the certification program and make sure our coaches are aware of this, that they can educate their clients and any coaches who join the program. So what are some of your plans to get the word out? Because we're right with you. Mm. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you. I mean, it's been great um, connecting with you, and I'm really excited to um, to you know align with you and what you're up to. So, um, so thank you for including me in this in this call today and in this interview and into your um, into your curriculum. That's really cool, really cool what you're doing. Um, and then, so for the future, you know, right now, if you go to the RawJuiceAlliance.com, it is um, it's just a landing page. Um, and I, I spent the summer just doing a lot of outreach. Uh, talking with bloggers and talking with juice companies and getting them my marketing. Um, and then, so for the fall, I'm planning on launching a website that has content um, and offering new services, um, education-based services, as well as um, um, cleansing programs. So I, you know, for me, because I've been in this world for a while as a health coach and have led cleanses um, as a way to strengthen um, the different juice companies that are in the Raw Juice Alliance um, offering um, uh, three-day group cleanses with your clientele or your juice, the juice company's clientele, um, as well as uh, video campaigns and some other education-based uh, initiatives and, you know, in-store marketing initiatives that we can, you know, continue to work together on. So I have, I have some things that I'm, that I'm working on and planning on doing a, a relaunch in the fall. Awesome. Brandon Wolf, thank you so much for being here on Juice Guru Radio and, and for the work you're doing for the juicing community and to educate consumers. And we're excited about everything we've got coming up with you. And thank you for being here on Juice Guru Radio. Thanks, Steve. It's been great. It's been great talking with you. Brandon Wolf, again, the website, www.therawjuicealliance.com. We've got a link at Juice Guru Radio under the show notes for today. I'm Steve Prusak. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.